final one. The final one? The final one of the year, Faden. That is true. I, I, I wow. was afraid you were telling me you're quitting. Oh, no, no, no such thing. No, just, you know, year end, big gala we're having. I'm I'm wearing a tuxedo. I don't know about you. I am also wearing a formal gown. Nature's tuxedo. Nature's tuxedo, a formal gown. If you will. It is, it is wild that we have been doing this now officially the whole year. We started in January and here we are. That nice, is true. Nice clean break. What? Are it's a nice quitting? clean break. No, no, no. Oh. no, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a it's a nice clean break in the sense of, hey, every year is a different season or series or whatever. Or whatever. That's and, not here or there. Oh, I'm fading, by the way. I'm I'm fading cross. I'm Dale Flashpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Adding gun effects now. Was yep. Yeah, uh-huh. It, it's, the, it's the final episode of the year, and so that means the sound effects happen. we got to have sound effects during the intro. We, we'll, you'll have to add the sound effects to the intro. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what game have you played this month, Dale? Oh, Faden. I have played a lot of games this month, admittedly, but I think the one I want to share with you is a little old game that has been around for 20 years. <laughs>
very indie, subtle, no, nobody knows about it, uh, Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> I'm so glad a lot of people are playing Dwarf Fortress now. Wow, yeah. Dwarf Fortress got its graphics user interface uh, official release from the official creators of the official source code of the official officiality of it all. Um, and uh, they did a Steam release, and it went gangbusters for them. And uh, so, yeah. How you liking Dwarf Fortress? Dwarf Fortress is really good. It's the deepest and most involved colony sim uh, I've ever played. I've ever played. Oh my gosh. Uh, prior to Dwarf Fortress, I played a chunk of RimWorld. I played a chunk of Oxygen Not Included. A little bit of Frostpunk. Uh, and all of these pale in comparison to the actual literal depth of Dwarf Fortress. Dwarf it's kind of wild. It makes all the other games look like games for babies. Big baby games. Dwarf Fortress <laughs> has a Z-axis. You can go up and down and build structures into the depths of the earth and dig your dwarf little heart till it's happy. Dig to your little dwarf and heart is happy. Uh, <laughs> are you doing okay? Yeah, are you doing okay? No, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm okay, so good. Great. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was... Uh, it's, it's one of those games that you, you know, you monitor over the citizens and kind of give them instructions on what you'd like them to do. And eventually they'll all do them, probably. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they'll just leave the goat's corpse into the stockpile and a cloud of miasma will just emanate from the rotting goat corpse. Maybe that'll maybe, just happen. Even maybe, if you have yeah. it marked for disposal and tell them to, hey, please move <laughs> this. It's releasing clouds of miasma. That's not good for your health. They won't do it. <laughs> It's bones now. Oh, is it? Did it rot, finally rot all all the way away? Yeah, the goat co corpse rot all the way, and uh, the bones are marked for disposal. Still hasn't happened. Don't know what's going on there. The bones are their money, and the money are their bones, and so are the worms. Um, God damn it! God damn my it. <laughs> first dwarf fortress colony was doing really well. I had a really cool setup on the side of some foothills. Uh, dug out into the uh you know into the side there it was kind of a terraced uh effect there's little upper level lower level bedrooms aplenty um it was going really well and then uh well elephants attacked um, elephants yeah El elephants i guess i hadn't realized that i was in the foothills in the jungle biome um and uh for for whatever reason, the area I was settled in was also the elephants area, and they didn't like these uh, new dwarfs that had just shown up and started digging around. So, they so the elephants agitated. are territorial. I guess. All right. <laughs> they became agitated. I d I didn't send anyone to attack the elephants. I don't know. Maybe they did start hunting the elephants because you know you gotta hunt for food. Maybe that happened, and I wasn't paying attention. But uh, <laughs> anyway, agitated elephants trampled all of my dwarves killed them it was Oof. tragic it was uh quite fun <laughs> yeah the game's pretty predicated on failure i had a person get possessed by unknown forces no clue what possessed them and they just stole a workstation and were muttering that they need leather skin tree life leather skin leather skin tree life Eventually, he just took off all of his clothes and ran around the entire fortress until he died of dehydration. Le leather. Skin. Tree. Life. <laughs>
Thankfully, the dwarves did remove the corpse and put it in the tomb. Leather. Skin. <laughs> you doing okay? Tree. Love. My concern for you increases the longer <laughs> we get into this recording. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. H- have you started many playthroughs or have you only done the one? I am on my fourth colony. My fourth colony, I believe. Um, second colony, I did... Uh, got overrun. What happened there? I think it just became too big too fast, and I was like, "This is too much. I I don't want to. I don't want to deal with this." Third colony. <laughs> you just gave uh, up. Too too much stuff happening. Too much stuff happening. I I did give up. I got overwhelmed and said, "All right, I want to try something different." In the third colony, I settled in an area that had a, an underground aquifer, and that quickly became a problem. I couldn't dig very deep without everything flooding. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I gave up there and thought, okay, well, I just want to delete these saves and start a new save in this world. And oops, I deleted all three saves in a world. And it turns out if you delete every save tied to a world, uh, the world is also deleted. So, oh, so you deleted the timeline, not the saves. I No, I, I went through and specifically deleted the saves, but deleting okay. all saves in a timeline caused that timeline to also be deleted. I don't know if that's intentional or not, but that's just what happened. Interesting. Uh, I think the timeline stuff is very. I, oh, it's I love so that. detailed. It's so detailed. A hundred years of history, minimum a hundred years of history, are generated prior to loading into the world. You can have up to, I think, a thousand years of history. I think generated? you can do ten thousand. Oh my god! And it'll just create an entire story about dwarven society. It's insane. It's so cool. Maybe I'll play yeah. that later on into the evening. I tried playing this game a long time ago. Oh, back when it was ASCII? Yeah, I I really just had a hard time getting past the fact that it was just symbols and letters on a screen, like in a Windows DOS-looking program. And so, having the graphics, that really helps me. Yeah, I'm a visual guy. I like visuals and looking at things and seeing... I, I I see that they just released the classic mode update where you could yes. revert it to the ASCII symbols if you want. I think that's amazing. I wonder if I could understand it now that I kind of know how the game is played. Because I couldn't even figure out how to play the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But probably not. It'll probably still be miserable. I, I wouldn't want to try. I would not. But what about you, Faden? What did you play aside from our game of the month? Oh, I went back. I delved delved deep into my massive depression.
and I started playing the game I always play when I'm super depressed, and I played Oblivion, Elder Scrolls 4, and that was great because I finally beat it. I haven't beaten it before, and yeah, All right. I've seen the ending. I've seen Sean Bean save the day. Hooray, Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Sean Bean, you're telling me I, he doesn't die at the end? Oh, I didn't say that. Oh, Spoilers okay. for Oblivion. He saves the day, though. He does save the day. Good, Good for Sean, B- Sean, Sean Bond. I went with a stealthy approach this time around. Usually uh, I just like to do a, a mix of warrior, sword in one hand, and shield in the other. Well, sometimes just two-handed sword. But this time I went with archery and stealth and illusion magic. Uh, everyone loves the stealth archer. Everyone loves a stealth archer. I famously usually don't play those characters. Same. But giving it a try, and it was a lot of fun. But that was mostly because not the stealth, but the illusion magic part, where I like to play this game. In Oblivion, you level up a whole bunch of skills. And some skills are listed as major skills, and other are listed as minor skills. If you level up major skills, your character will level up, and the world will level up with you. And so enemies will get stronger, become just different enemies... Sometimes imps will just now be dinosaurs. Whoa. They they really like dinosaurs in the Oblivion Gates. (laughs) Okay, okay. But I make all the skills I want to use, my minor skills, so I beat the game at level 5. Oh, right on. Yep. (laughs) Didn't level up too much. Low and slow. But I had four skills that were at 100, at max rank. Wow. And they were Illusion... Um, alteration, stealth, oh, conjuration. I summoned big, scary liches and <laughs> demons with multiple arms and swords. Okay. Pretty, uh, pretty scary. Mm-hmm. It helped that I was the archmage, so I could make spells pretty cheaply. Very nice. But I was also, uh, this is what I love about Oblivion. You can just be the leader of every faction in the world. You can oh. just be the most famous archmage, but also the leader of the Thieves Guild? Okay. As if that would be an incognito, like, <laughs> sort of job. I'm the grand champion of the arena, so a lot of people probably recognize me. Probably. But I got caught for a lot of murders in the game. You must answer for your crimes against the Imperium. And my infamy was so high... That I would talk to people and they would automatically be happy to talk to me because I had a high fame. But as soon as I leave them, they would just say something like, get away from me. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a very aggressive ending to all my conversations, especially with guards who hated my ass. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oblivion's a classic game. Way better than Skyrim. Honestly, just 10 out of 10. Really cheaply made game. I can jump so high that I can skip levels. I was just... There's a whole bunch of tunnels and puzzles to get to the center spires of Oblivion Gates. And by the end of the game, I was just jumping through it. Or putting on a strong anti-fire spell on myself and walking through the lava. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That Like, Oblivion lets you break it. In ways that I feel like games don't let you do anymore. I can't break Skyrim in the way I can break Oblivion. Not without mods, anyway. 
Not without mods. Well, or or without a lot of work, and and it's yeah. actually exploits, and it's not by design. Yeah, they they give you a spell making in Oblivion. They know you're gonna break things with it. Yes, yeah, it's a pretty powerful thing to just hand over. That's why Skyrim doesn't have it because I think it would break things. So yeah, I don't know. I've been playing Oblivion. It's been great. Good. And now I don't. I'm never going back to it again. I beat it. What, what more do I need? Uh, I guess I don't know. You've done exactly. It all? I've done it all. Well, not at all, but I've done a lot of it. Did you do all the DLCs? Did you go to elsewhere? <sighs> nope. Not doing that. I'm not that's, bothering. That's where you'll go back. Nah, I'm good. I'm done with Oblivion. I need to find a new depression game. Oh, how about Skyrim? I need to find a new depression game. Something <laughs> fun. Fun but mindless. That's probably just Vampire Survivors. Oh, true. That game's great. Just go in a circle. <laughs> well, should we, hit, should we hit the road? Should we hit the road? Yes, I would love to hit the road. Let's hit the All road. Right. Pop a thumb out. Let's do some hitchhiking. inside so long I've lost sight of right and wrong mm-hmm. When you left an open door I couldn't help but explore So I took off with no plan Thinking I could find a friend do it uh first we'd like to give an elevator pitch our 30 second summary on the game we played as if we were pitching it to someone and dale it is your turn to pitch oh okay oh i should get a timer timer would help i'm i'm so ready for this pitch are you maybe i can't wait okay um who are you pitching it to this time though don't you get to pick I know. I know. I'm thinking out loud. I'm ruminating. Oh, okay, okay. Let's just do uh, Todd Howard of Oblivion fame. Todd Howard. Is that his name? Todd Philip? Uh, Todd Howard? Yeah, Todd Howard of Bethesda. Philip Microsoft? Todd Bethesda? Todd Bethesda. You're pitching this to Todd Bethesda. (laughs) On your mark, get set, go. Alright, Todd, I got a game pitch for you so wild it's going to blow your mind. First and foremost, no glitches. No world-breaking, hilarious, laughable glitches. It's just going to be a story-driven narrative where a lot of the things are cutscenes and you just experience, uh, you know, a world. What's that world, Todd Doward, you ask, of both Bethesda and Oblivion fame? Uh, 
Well, Todd Woward, it's a world full of political corruption and tyrannical depression. Time. You're... Cool. I think that's, that's kind a... of it. Yeah. Uh, Road 96. Road 96. Wow. Yeah. French made game studio. Was it? Uh... Oh, I saw the flash a number of times. I can't remember it, though. I forgot to look it up. It is uh, uh, published by and developed by French studio Digi. Digic art, digi art, but it was also um, part of HP's Omen Presents. Don't know what that exactly is, but it's a game supported by HP, like the computer company. I think the Omen was a laptop line, like geared towards gaming. That's mm-hmm. ringing vague bells. Okay. Yeah, it's it's basically just HP breaking into uh, PC gaming space. Yeah, yeah. It give you more sure. granular control over Omen PC hardware. I don't know how Road 96 would specifically do that. It seems like a game that would have like no granularity. It's pretty simple. Yeah, it's pretty simple, pretty stylized, uh, not quite cel-shaded. but It kind um, of, it's just very cartoon-looking. Yes, cartoon looking is the right, right word. Especially, like, that really, that could clash with some of the game story. That could and did at times, I would agree. Character models, very stiff and rigid. Yeah. They mostly just wanted to tell a story and they tried to sell vibes and they did a good part. It's mostly, it feels like you're just traveling through the American West. Yes, that is exactly what it feels like. Hitchhiking through Nevada, California, Arizona kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so our characters would hitchhike. We'd play as runaway teens. Runaway teenagers. Always age 15 to 17, I noticed. Maybe maybe I saw an 18-year-old once or twice. I, I've, I've played as 18 and 14-year-olds. Okay, okay. It does feel, feel and kind of present as a rogue-light-ish kind of like rogue adjacent we'll say in that <laughs> you might pre uh, preemptively not uh prematurely end a uh, an adventure on the road yeah, by so, some cause or another so the game is about playing as these teens as they try to cross the border to escape the tyrannical government that really hates teens they're go- they're going to get these damn teens yeah they're going to get the teens and if the teens get got they get sent to the prison mines the pits. The pits of despair. Yeah, so it's, um, Trump was definitely on the mind of the creators. Probably, probably, absolutely. <laughs> oh, the, Just, the country's name is Petria. We're, we're escaping Petria to the northern border of whatever country is Canada. There. I mean. Presi- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, uh, we have to escape this authoritarian country, so we have to flee to Canada. Yeah, that that's kind of what it feels like, especially as an American who lived through the Trump administration. Ugh. Yeah. And <laughs> what the game gives you dialogue options. You'll interact with characters like throughout the entire game. I, all, all these teenagers will bump into uh, Chance of Fate into the set of reoccurring characters. And every every new encounter will progress their story in some way or you'll learn some you'll learn new information about this yeah. yeah 
it fills out their story. How did that work for you, Dale? Uh, I, I enjoyed that, the way that you kind of get glimpses a little bit more each time. Um, I thought it was a very endearing kind of way at times that uh, these characters would interact with the kids. And at other times it was like, shit, fuck. <laughs> Why does this world suck? <laughs> I uh, I really like the concept. I really like the concept of you're hitchhiking, you choose different means to hitchhike. Sometimes you take a taxi, sometimes you take a bus, sometimes you steal a car. And those will unlock new means to experience other character stories. And so the game rewards you for just trying different things as opposed to getting to the border the same way every time. Yeah. But really, I think this game is just way down by its political message. This would be a fun road tripping game if it wasn't about trying to escape a fascist state and then you changing the politics of a country. Yeah, that that really is at the core of the experience. Um, hey, you, the the hero of light, now are in command. <laughs> what, what are you going to do about this tyrannical government? <laughs> yeah, because uh, you would get three options. Um, three different dialogue options when a choice would have to be make, made. Made. A choice that will be remembered. After you pick it, always says that. This will be remembered. This will be remembered. I, Walking Dead really nailed the culture with letting you know when things happen. <laughs> <laughs> the three options are, one is a selfish option where it's, I'm, hey, I'm just trying to make it across. I really can't be worrying about this right now. Quote unquote selfish. I don't know. It's kind of weird to categorize it as selfish, but technically, if you do that one, you'll get the bad ending. It's the carpetbagger option. Yeah. Yeah, it has some opinions on people just trying to survive. The other option is the uh, protest and revolt option. Fuck the system. Like, bring it down. And the third option is the go vote. Go you vote. You should vote for Flores because this tyrannical president, what's his name? Uh, it's like Tyrant. It's like it is literally Tyrant. Yeah, yeah. It's Ty- really- Tyrac. <laughs> or ty- yeah, <laughs> it's President like, Tyrac. And then like Senator Flores, and Senator Flores. All we know about her is that she is not for the border policy of locking teens up in the pit if they try to escape the border. Yeah, yeah. She wants to stop that, and that's really all we get. That's literally it. That's all the politics in this country is. Are you for <laughs> evil border that imprisons children into or slave camps? Or are you anti that? <laughs> That's the politics of Road 96. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the world is very, very simple. Black and white. No it's not even black and white. It's more like... It's not, It's just, it's more like I base my entire American views on whether or not the border wall is being built. <laughs> Thanks, France. Although, I guess that would, that, to be fair, in France's defense, a lot of American news outlets made that the narrative for a while. E- e- yes. That's why this game really feels old. It feels old even though it released last year. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, it's a wow. 2021 release. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not great. I, I, uh, 
Yeah. So I think since this game is all about characters and the characters we meet, because our kids don't matter too much. Who we play as no. are unimportant. It's more of how they interact with these characters. I think we should right. go through every character and just talk about them and their story. That's a great idea. Okay. Um, let me Let me pull up a list. I have a list. I One thing I do want to say before we mm-hmm. get too far into uh, into the characters is that the music in this game is all like by real musicians. They they kind of yes. put together a, a licensed and curated uh, soundtrack, and it's and some original good. songs. It's actually really good. I I love the music of this game. A lot of fun. Uh, that being said, the theme of the game comes up in some very awkward times. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the theme of the game is like all happy, cheery acoustic guitar. Feels so good on the road. I'm on the road. It feels so good. It and that really came up, pop up. Yeah. in the background while I was sitting around a bonfire learning about teenage prison camps. Yep. <laughs> yep. Feels so good on the road and kids are dead. It feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot wow yeah yeah some serious dichotomy there <laughs> so first character up um i guess we should go with franny fanny 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 the cop the cop because i believe she's the first one you meet no matter what right uh i don't think so actually okay, wait who's that... your first one that's My interesting first... this is interesting my first one was sophia who? The the Sonia. Sonia. Right? Sonia. Okay, Sonia. The, the the newscaster. The newscaster. Who yeah. he talks in like a normal American accent and then talks like a southern person. Sonia Sonia's very interesting. So you you met Okay. You met Fanny first. And my, the the friend of mine that showed us the game also met Sonia first. So I thought, you know, that was the scripted first encounter huh. too. No, I guess there is no scripted first encounter. That's interesting. Yeah, okay. So the game just, yeah, it does it randomly, I guess, f- yeah. from the start. That's really cool. Okay, so I'll just... Actually, let's talk about let's talk about Fanny first, and then we'll talk about characters related to Fanny. Okay, okay. All right, so Fanny, the cop. The cop. <laughs> who, who, who just wants to do a good job, and we'll, we'll arrest the kids. She's an honest border. cop with nothing to lose. <laughs> well she has her runaway teen she's an honest cop with a runaway teen to lose <laughs> um yeah how do you how do you feel about fanny i at first i thought her stuff was interesting but i reached the conclusion of that storyline and i don't know it, it really felt like a well she's actually just really a good person she's just working for a bad person yeah, yeah, she's a good person in a bad position. It's like the, mm-hmm. the, the, what the, do you, do you question your authority kind of dilemma? Yeah. Do you have the ability to see right from wrong in a situation where authority is put on you? Right. Like the prisoner experiment that was largely faked. Yeah, extremely faked. <laughs> 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 um,. Do they yeah, still teach it, that in college classes? Probably. <laughs> Shit. 
Remember, power corrupts, absolutely. Even if someone is telling you to do these things. <laughs> yeah, I, she, her story really is just... Uh, did, did you complete her story? I think I got 100% on her story. Okay. I don't know for sure, though. I Yeah, I think I did. I think I got to her. Well, I want to talk about the scene where she pulls a gun on everyone in the bus. Yes. Uh, that was fucked. <laughs> I'm a, it it completely just decimated any amount of sympathy I could have for her. She's carting this teen to the camps, uh, and everyone in the bus knows it. Um, and not even... I don't think it's the player character that starts bringing up. It's like this middle-aged husband yeah. and wife couple that are also on the bus. And they're like, yep. wait a minute. You're doing fucked up shit, cop. Stop doing that. Yeah. And you can choose to escalate or calm the situation. And I, it was very unclear on I which one shot did me which. In the face. Wait, did she really? I don't remember. She she. Oh my god! She might have just arrested me. She might have just arrested me. I um I didn't say anything, and that apparently was the good option was to just not say shit. Oh, I absolutely escalated the situation. <laughs> I I either got shot or arrested. I don't remember which. <laughs> There's another scene with Fanny, too, where she has to talk to her kid, Alex, and there's, like, some weird thing you can do with all these characters where you basically tell them what to say to the person they're having issues with. Yeah, yeah. For, you... for a game that gives us not many of those moments, it's always jarring when you get the one mission that is that. <laughs> here's here's what you say to the person you're estranged to. Right. I don't know your history or your relationship. I mean, I kind of do because I was other teenagers, but, you know, you wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The game knows that. And so the game's like, of course you have a relationship to them. You, you can have them talk to each other. And so that was always weird. I don't have much to say about Fanny. <laughs> well, she also has the storyline where she's like in radio communication with. Oh, yeah. With, with John. Should we talk about John? Yeah, well, John or Alex, because those let's are the two about, adjacent. Let's talk about John. Okay. So she's in constant communication with Papa Bear. Papa Bear, and she goes by Mama Bear, and they've got mm-hmm. this whole love via the airwaves. Radar John love, is also baby. a part of the resistance group, the Black Brigades. Yeah, that Fanny is specifically a police officer against. She yep. doesn't even know it. Oh, she doesn't even know that he's in the Black Brigades. Right. (laughs) And John is a wimp. John's a wimp. Fuck John. John's always (laughs) like, the system's bad, but if we do anything too strong, the system wins. John is, uh, (laughs) John's all heart. He really is. He's all heart and no backbone. He always calls the player character young blood, which I think young is just blood. like, "What up? I'm cool too. I'm I'm a I'm a hip teen, young blood. What up?" It more felt like a folksy aphorism, aphorism. to me. That, that's a good that, word. That's how it came across. Okay. Young blood. Yeah, it it definitely was a term of endearment. I could tell because John's major story is that he helps to smuggle the teens as part of the resistance. Yep, so John will pick you up sometimes and give you some advice, which always nice. Mm-hmm, Love mm-hmm. being helped out. And so you kind of I I got I first met him by uh he just picked me up. I was hitchhiking. And I think that's how he, I got. Yeah. He taught me how to make an energy drink. 
Oh, sick. And <laughs> it's uh, uh, this when the game is about traveling on the road, it's really good because I like the John stuff. That's about him not being able to stay awake while driving a truck for thirty hours. Yeah, yeah. So they make him an energy drink to help him stay awake. But every time you look back at John, he's asleep at the wheel, and you have to scream his name <laughs> so you don't crash and die. Yep. And once he drinks that energy drink, he's fucking off. Oh, yeah. He goes. Doesn't stop. I think John was one of my favorite characters just because of how big and giant teddy bear he was. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're right, though. No backbone. Absolutely the no worst backbone. Black Brigade member. Uh, when you basically get brought in by John and... Uh, yeah. No. He brings you in. He's like, you know what? It's fine. He's cool. Yeah. yeah. And you, so you get... Folded into the Black Brigade and ultimately are in the meeting for their final planning. Yeah, and you get to choose whether or not you want the plan to be aggressive or more peaceful. They put and, it on you, the plan. But, but John's pissed as soon as it's put on the player. It's like, you brought me here. You yeah, brought John, me here. Isn't this what you wanted? You clearly needed the vote to sway. Didn't you know that I'm a revolutionary and I'm going to say be more violent? <laughs> Did you always choose a revolutionary option? Oh, every single time. Every time? Okay, me too. So we got the exact same ending then. Okay. I wonder uh, if that is the quote, good ending. Probably the go vote one is the quote. We'll ending. talk about it. We'll talk about it. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, we'll fucking talk about it. So Alex is also connected to John. Alex is this runaway teen who is uh, Fanny's adopted kid. Because Fanny just, like, pulled this child out of rubble from... there. They... There's a lot of mentions to the Black Brigade's previous excursion called the Peak in '86. Uh, yeah, ten they years blew ago. Blew it up ten years ago, and it killed a few people. And a lot of people were that you meet were there. They were connected to that event. Yep. In one way or another, John lost his girlfriend and a couple of uh, fingers. Yep. Alex lost her parents. Yeah, Alex lost their parents. No, his rough. parents. Yep. I can't remember. I, I remember I was like, oh, Alex is a girl. No, but Alex is a guy. That's right. Because that completely threw me off. I thought Alex was a Tom girl. And then the game said, I think no, Alex, Alex is, is just voiced by like Tara Strong or something. <laughs> exactly. And that didn't help either. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there was an actual like gender reveal for me <laughs> while playing this game. <laughs> I was like, wait, Alex is a guy? Huh. Okay. That feels somewhat homophobic to me for some reason. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know why. Huh. Just the vibe. But, it's but not Alex actually, is this super the tech bro also. Alex is yep. super smart, ma- building all this stuff. Builds um, a laptop. Don't call it a laptop. That's a stupid name. Now would be a really good time to also bring up that the game takes place in 1996. Yep. <laughs> so Alex is working with this tiny little laptop-sized computer and keeps calling it a small computer. I've got a small computer here. And small computers are the future. I just know it. Has a radar dish. There's a really great... Um, if you steal a car, you can pick up Alex at one point, And you can playtest his tank game. Yes, I loved that. That was so much fun. Yes. And you can like change the settings of the tank. Like, hey, the game would be better if you have a limited amount of ammo. Or the tanks move faster. Or the bullets bounce. Yeah, the bullets bounce. That's what it is. And it's true. It's better with the bullets bouncing. Oh, absolutely. 
<laughs> I, I chose unlimited ammo and bouncing bullets. It was so oh, much fun. <laughs> no, I just kept it at bouncing bullets. And then the next... Uh, it was <laughs> oh, that was fun. So every time your run ends, you get a newscast of what happens. And in the newscast oh, yeah. after that run, there's a little tidbit of... And recently, a new popular game came to market by an unknown producer. Oh, I didn't know game. that. That's really yeah. funny. <laughs> I, I, it's, there's some fun stuff in those, in those newscasts. Mm-hmm. Alex yeah. was a very interesting uh, story, though, because by the end of it, uh, it is revealed that... Um, Alex is making a bomb. Yeah. Alex is fucking sick and making a bomb. Helping the Black Brigades blow shit up. Oh, and you can't have Alex blow up the bomb, which is so unfortunate. Oh, yeah. At the end of it, you have to help Alex defuse the bomb. Yeah. Well... Is that what happened for you? I think so. I think I helped defuse. Or... Well, I I more had to say, Alex, you don't want to do this with your life. This is this is bad. People will be hurt. And I'm just like fascists. Fascists will be hurt. <laughs> Tyrants will be hurt. So Alex, Alex was interesting though. That very much like <laughs> rebelling against a overprotective mom who kept the truth of his family a secret. Yeah, for quite a while. Didn't Alex only recently ner- learn that they were mm-hmm. adopted? Yeah, and Alex is being also used at the same time by the evil resistance leader. Yeah, the violence at all costs, Robert resistance. <laughs> Robert, I will use any team for my job. Uh, no last name. Robert, no last name. Robert resistance. <laughs> Robert resistance, you're right. That's that's it. It's Robert Brigade. <laughs> Robert Brigade. <laughs> <laughs> We can go on to... Let's go to another teen character. How about Zoe? How'd you feel Zoe, about Zoe? Zoe, the other teen character. So I thought Zoe was pretty fun. The first time you meet her is in a campground, and she's Okay, playing so that was trombone. the same for me, too. I loved it. You get to do a little trombone champ minigame. <laughs> that was really good, doing the trombone cute. champ. It was cute. There are some mini games that work, and there are some mini games that don't work in this game. We'll talk about it. No, that 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 one works. That one works but, a lot. I thought it was yeah. very cute. Zoe is a manic pixie dream girl, though. To a T. That's and it's really 100%. just very boring. I found Alex just very boring. Just rich kid running away from minister of oil father. Zoe, you mean? Oh, sorry, Zoe. Gosh. So, I guess it wasn't clear to me. Was she the Minister of Oil or the President's daughter? Minister of Oil's daughter. Okay. So, very President adjacent at the very Right. Main Cabinet Minister. Because I guess oil is important. But maybe oil isn't important. I don't know. All I know is you pump oil in liters. (laughs) (laughs) That was a stunning revelation when I'm pumping oil. (laughs) Right. It's every time you do a, 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 a vignette. You get um, a show on the map of how far your character goes. So every time you do an event with these characters. And it's in miles. Oh, is it in miles? Yes. It is in miles. It is. It says blank miles to the border. So I don't get why the gas is in liters. It (laughs) fucks me up. Petrol in liters. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, you you did miles, but not not liters? But not gallons. Or not gallons? What's, What's up? I like the gas pumping minigame. I'm not going to lie. That one was pretty fun, trying to get it as close to exact as you could. <laughs> that was another minigame that worked. Yep. It's, it's not hard. Just something yeah. fun to do. 
and you can build suspense with that. Exactly. As the cops show up around you, listen, I'm just the gas attendant. Don't you? I'm just the gas attendant. Me. But Zoe, she uh, she's a high value target for the brigade. She also gets yeah. The brigade did, really wants her because she's got that daddy in the cabinet connection. And then she gets the document later that this will be the piece of information that finally brings this administration down. And and truly, it was the piece of information. This document I that mean, Zoe somehow gets to her hands on says, uh, I'm the President Tyrak. It's great that we exploded that thing back then. We can pin it on the brigades. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. It also, it was also really bad because throughout all of this, when you choose the revolution options, when you're talking about the explosion in 86, your character always justifies it as, yeah, but it was necessary. And this game comes along and says, no, that's actually wrong because it was the president that did that. And it was actually evil that it happened. Very, very strange twist to to take. Yeah, and that, that's just this game all the time. Anytime it, it can, it pushes back against the violent option. Even, even if the player is doing the opposite. Yep, which, you know, you don't actually ever do violence to anyone too, though. You never fight anyone. Only, only to radio towers. What do you mean? Did you get? <laughs> how far did you get with Jared? What? No, I, I didn't get that far with Jared. Uh-huh. Should, can we talk about Jared? Let's. Well, this is a good time. Can we to talk about the get best character of the game? Legitimately, the only time I really had fun was when Jared was on screen. <laughs> Jared really is. Oh, if you didn't get this far, then yeah, you you. How much percentage of Jared's story did you get to? It was like 60. Oh, one more encounter you probably would have gotten the, the, the Smash the Radio Tower mission. So Jared's a I think a I got to like killer. 70%, 80%. Yes, Jared gives off major serial killer vibes. He drives no, doesn't happy give taxi. Off. He does do it. He is a serial killer, straight up. Well, yes. Um, Every encounter that. with him is trying to make sure he doesn't kill you. No, no, he was just changing a tire. Uh-huh. <laughs> the very first time I met Jared, I was in the back of his taxi, uh, and then suddenly I hear noises from the back of the trunk that sound strangely like a voice shouting for help. And Jared pulls over to the side and says, excuse me, I have to go change my tire. And then through the back seat bursts ahead and screams <laughs> for help, begging you, asking you. What'd the you do? I ran. <laughs> oh, I waited patiently. Hmm. Jared's oh, just changing a tire. The oh, head really? disappears. <laughs> yeah. You hear a gunshot. Jared gets back in the car, goes, Well, good news and bad news. The good news is I changed my tire. The bad news is, and then Jared turned around and shot me in the head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I ran because that's the only logical thing I could think of. I was just going to keep my mouth shut. I, what? Jared had no reason to shoot me. I was going to be a silent accomplice. <laughs> there is one time where I was legitimately wanting to be Jared's accomplice. It does when, suck that he kidnaps you in your motel room. Yeah, yeah. But he puts you in a closet, or tells you to hide in a closet. He has a problem to deal with, but he, he, he uh, has to answer the door first. And you see oh, the problem. I did not get this one. And it's a dead cop in the closet. Oh. Yep. 
I got to like 75%. I think I only had one more mission left with Jared, and this was probably it, because I do not remember this interaction. Yeah, so you fall out of the closet with the cop, and he looks down at him and says, that's my problem. <laughs> we need to make a... Oh, he uses some euphemism. A, like a soap. We need to make a soap to clean him. Ha! And so he comes back with a gas can, dumps it into a bath, and puts the cop in, and I help put him put the cop in there. Oh my gosh! And he tells me, "All right, you're gonna you're gonna want to leave really quick." <laughs> and so my character gets out of there. Flames. I didn't see the flames, but I can only presume. Only imagine. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Well, the further you interact with Jared, I'm surprised you got to like 60% and didn't get the radio mission. So it's revealed along Jared's storyline that his daughter was killed in the accident at the at the uh, gathering of 86 when the Black Brigades did or did not set off the bomb. Did not. Did not. <laughs> the president. <laughs> Uh, and so he's filled with vengeful hatred against news reporter Sonia, who was there covering this uh, event as the explosions went off. Jared saw Sonia do something, but not what actually happened. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah. And so Jared thinks that Sonia like ran away and fled when she could have helped to try and save Jared's daughter, Lola. So he wants to kill her. That's, straight up, that's his main goal. His main goal is to murder Sonia. And so along that line, you find an old Black Brigades camp where you can interact with Jared uh, at the beginning of the level. When you enter this Black Brigade camp, you find a baseball bat and you're prompted with some pretty fun rock and roll music and the uh, text prompt smash. And you can just walk around swinging your baseball bat, knocking over cardboard boxes and <laughs> chairs and stuff. And then boom, there's Jared. What oh, are you God. doing here? And I was like, oh, 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 Jared, hey, hey, oh, I was just, you know, walking around, smashing stuff. He goes, good, me too, follow me. <laughs> and then you follow him to the center of the Black Brigade's tower, uh, a camp where there's a radio tower. And he explains, you know, hey, I hate these guys. My daughter died. It's all their fault. Uh-huh. Smash this tower with me. So the music gets louder and there's a little health bar that pops up and you and, you and Jared break down the Black Brigade's tower. And then he's all tuckered out. You're sitting down drinking sodas together. And he waxes uh, poetic about how Lola ran away and joined the Black Brigades. And she was at the uh, um, she was at the event because she was there to help detonate the bomb. And if only he could have done more to uh, be by her side. He really misses her. Lola always loved dinosaurs so much. And so Jared loves dinosaurs because of that. Lola was going to be a paleontologist. It was a really touching moment. and. Uh, you know, you sympathize with him. And then all of a sudden, something flips and Jared starts to get really angry. And I was friendly enough with him that he said, hey, you should probably leave. And Here's I was my able thing. to run away. And I find was, all uh, the stuff with Lola just kind of insufferable. I don't need to know the serial killer has a daughter that died. I don't need that. I just need him to be an evil asshole serial killer, <laughs> which is... The best part of Jared is, he, oh, mix me my drink. And if you mix, literally on the bar sheet. If you mess this up, you could die. For the Jared, the drink he asked for, it says, this could be your last mistake if you mess it up. Yep. And the bartender's even fine with putting you on. 
a life or death situation because this asshole needs the right drink. Or, or I stole a car and I was driving real fast. This is the first time I've ever met Jared. And my character like looks down and then looks up and all of a sudden he's just standing there. Oh, standing there hitchhiking as well. Yeah, I had to give him a ride. And there's a meter that pops up for Jared quite a bit that says cold anger. And you have to manage his cold anger. It's so good. If this game was more about meeting weirdos while hitchhiking and stuff, and (laughs) it was like more people like Jared, maybe not all serial killers, but on his level of weirdness, it'd be better. And I think even Sonya works in a way when she's not connected to any of the Lola and political stuff. She works better as just a really out-of-touch rich person. Out-of-touch rich person. Which weirdo should we talk about, speaking of weirdos? Sonya or Stan and Mitch? Sonya and then Stan and Mitch. That'd be a good segue. Yeah, yeah. Because we brought up Sonya a bunch now. She, (laughs) as you said perfectly, is a talking head on the uh, the government-funded news network. And she Mm -hmm. puts on... This is Sonia for the GNN News. In today's reports, the missing teens are uh, gr- climbing in numbers as more are fleeing to escape the border of uh, Portia. Wait, no, that's well, no, they're right. all going missing. They, she doesn't say they're going to escape the border. That's this right, that they're just missing because oh, it's propaganda. They're not escaping. Key. It's just all like, and she, if your characters ever escape, they like make up a random excuse for what happened there. Mm-hmm. And say, oh, well, now there's upgraded security systems. Or, you know, after after some random person shot a teen at the border, there's been amped up security. Jeez, I guess I didn't pick up on that. But yeah, that is serious propaganda. And then you meet Sonia while hitchhiking and traveling. And she talks like this. <laughs> she, she, talks she talks like this. Talks like she's from Maine. <laughs> she, she she talks a little bit like you know like she's just a southern country girl yeah so she is quote-unquote unsophisticated but i really loved it when she would be belligerent and she has her manservant basically Andy. basically manservant adam andy well one of those oh adam 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 Yes, Adam is always there driving the limo, which you yep. frequently are picked up in. And manage, managing her, trying to keep her in check. Desperately. Poor Adam. I, Adam. I one time picked her up after I stole a car because uh, she made Adam let her drive. Uh, yeah, and she was just <laughs> blasted drunk. And she's just screaming at him. Why would you let me do this, Adam? <laughs> yep, yep. And Adam's in love with her. I got a conversation with Adam where he admits that he is... Just like, head over heels. That makes sense. Yeah. A lot, a lot more contact than that. It's important to note that when you do pick her up, doesn't she just leave Adam there at the flaming limo? Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. As a punishment. So I opened with Sonia. She was the first character I met. I was in her limo and she goes, I picked you up because I just knew you were a super fan. Now mm-hmm. here's my limo. Isn't it great? Look, you can do this. And she opens the moonroof, and I just stood out of that moonroof in the breeze. I stood there for a solid two minutes real time, just taking it in. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I uh, was a uh, chicken. I was like, no, something's going to happen if I stay out here long. This is why you're not supposed to do this. And I immediately got back in. Oh, no, it was great. Yeah, I feel like you could have stayed there as long as you wanted. 
I, uh, probably. I said a whole bunch of revolutionary stuff to her, and she's like, all right, you need to get out. <laughs> I I went down that road, too. Yep. <laughs> and by the time we got to the little protest, she, she was really pissed at me, left me at the protest. <laughs> oh, I was able to say some niceties. So it was more, I'm le- dropping you off at the next convenient spot. Okay. But she yeah, also she was not happy me. with me. One of the mini games I think that didn't work was Sonya's mini game. Unfortunately. Game. Oh no no. Wait. No, the shell game was awesome. I, I kicked uh, the shit out of the shell game. I did too, I won but I didn't so like it. much money. Same. The shell game kinda made context because you're at like this festival and you're at the pro Tyrek. Tyrek festival. Yeah. These, yeah, they got all these mini games where you spend your money on. Sony also, Jared there, is stalking the grounds. Oh, uh, yeah, that was weird. Just Jared there being a weird stalker. Well, trying to aim to kill her. Yep, yep, yep. Gonna stab her. Gonna get her dead. Uh, no, the the mini game that I hated is when Sonya gets so drunk and so fucked up and tells you about the Lola tragedy and how she's just so beside herself with grief but can only face it when she's just like nine bottles deep in liquor and admits to the player that she's suffering from crippling alcoholism and trauma from this uh and then you become out of body and there's flashing lights and sonia turns into a giant and you gotta like do this click on the screen very slow paced uh, like ouya kind of not Uya, what's Osu? Osu, <laughs> like, click and drag on the dots. It was just so dumb. And I'm such a poor way to handle. I'm glad I did not get Giantess Sonia. Yeah, Giantess Sonia telling you about her crippling alcoholism and grief. And then it all ends and you're like, what was that all about? Do you want to talk about it? And she goes, what was what? No, I'm famous. What are you talking about? God damn it. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt like, it felt like a bummer. That's, that's so illustrative on my problem with this game. It can't determine what it wants to be, and so it has a complete tonal whiplash. It, and tonal whiplash. <laughs> it shouldn't be about this stupid heavy shit, because it also doesn't really fill out these characters enough. Yeah, you're traumatized, but you're also rich. Yep. You're also fucking rich and profiting profiting off this off fucking of the trauma you sow. Oppression. Yeah, you're making it worse. And the game's like, well, but also she has a bad too. But Stan and Mitch work for me. I really like Stan and Mitch for the most part. They're just Stan chaotic. Stan and Mitch. And the kids. Stan and Mitch and the kid. <laughs> yeah, they they are a textbook comedic relief and the yes. game could have leaned leaned into that style a lot more. Like Fine, if if you want to be themed around totalitarian government, whatever. But be more sarcastic about it if if that is going to be present. Like Stan and Mitch. It's it's not even that, too. It's more just they're also fucked up in the same way Jared's fucked up. They're bank robbers. And they're, they're just, just weirdos. like the dumbest, weirdest bank robbers you've ever met. They wear full-on uh, uh, S&M gear that's yep. mentioned several times by police reports if you see if you see any bank robbers dressed up in uh, <laughs> their name is stan and mitch. stan and mitch s and m yep <laughs> and they're also sonia's brothers yep sonia's older brothers 
They're yep. the biggest supportive older brothers ever. I didn't. They're her that, biggest fans. That reveal was so good because yeah, up into the up into the reveal, they're just kind of like fanatic. We love Sonia. We want to watch her every time she's on. We want to you know go see her, go support her. And, and they don't tell you like, why. So it makes yeah, no they don't sense. Tell you why. What, like, what do they get out of this? What, why do they like her? And this reveal actually works because no, they're just that's just her sister. Yeah, we just got to support little sis. You got to support your sister. She's on was, TV. Sister's on so TV. Great. It was so cute. So Some murderer endearing. wants to kill her. We got to find that murderer. Got to stop that. Yeah, can't kill little sis. Not going to happen. Meanwhile, robbing banks. Stan and Mitch also have had another run-in with Jared before. Like, this is a reoccurring thing. Oh, you think so? I think so, because they said it's that weird guy again. Or maybe they've caught on by that point. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's, I don't it's remember It's just weird. I, 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 maybe I'm misremembering, but it seemed to me that they've had to stop Jared from killing Sonya before. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't be surprised by that. Like, if this game was more about this guy trying to kill this famous news anchor and her idiot brothers are thwarting him through hijinks and antics and you get to kind of be a party to that that's a better game for me (laughs) yeah just make it about stan and mitch but unfortunately that's not what this game is about no it's about stan and mitch and all the other characters we've talked about (laughs) i I was more saying this game is about uh uh, politics and how you stop authoritarian yeah then also how do you stop authoritarianism because this game has an opinion on how you stop someone evil running an evil system. Oh, you spray paint all their billboards. No, you just vote them out. <laughs> yeah, simple as that. Vote them out. Then everything changes. So the selfish ending, the, the hitchhiker ending, from my understanding, it's just, oh, the guy's still in charge. The revolution at the border, it, it, it was quickly quashed. And everything proceeds as normal. The... um. Our ending was we watched a revolution happen. Yeah, yeah. It Fanny was kind shoots of John. Strangely quiet. Fanny kills John. Yeah. Fanny after kills John because she, she is yep. <laughs> she can't live with herself. Yeah, he's a black brigade, so she can't live with herself, so she kills him. Yep. Fucking that's the most like I think honest move that this game makes. Um Alex runs off to go be a part of protest, depending on the Zoe situation. I thought situation. Alex was going to get shot. Holy I fuck. thought Alex was going to get shot. Instead, Zoe gets shot after she recrosses the border. Yep. At, at the direct order of the president who learns, hey, president, teenagers are trying to cross the border. President goes, open fire. Uh, open fire. <laughs> Very cartoonish. Yeah, cartoonish evil. Very good. Um, so we got a thing that the revolution lasted three weeks, but they overthrew the guy. And it sounds like he di- was killed. Sounds like. And then, because this game has no political history or wherewithal, the um, Senator Flores, his opposing uh, party, uh, the opposing party leader, she yeah. is now president. And the Black Brigade thinks she's too much of a moderate, and so things are going to be a little tense from now on. Oh, it does say that, specifically. Yep. Yep. Now for the quote-unquote best ending, because these are how games are structured. The, the ending where everyone lives is the best ending. Right, And this right. is the one where everyone lives. This is, uh, you tell everyone to go vote. Okay. The protest breaks out. Yep, um, yep. Fanny, John, and Alex uh, hold hands and cross the border together. 
<laughs> and um, Senator <laughs> Flores wins in a landslide. She what? just wins. Yeah, and so he goes to jail, the evil president, because Hi, the Rack. system works. The system works, everyone. The system we works. You it. just have to vote. You just vote blue no matter who. That is the message of this game. Woo! So. Wow. I thought yeah. our ending was pretty good, to be honest. I thought our ending was fine, and then I learned about the other endings, and I was extremely angry. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. The music was really good. Music's really good! And the concept is good if it isn't about these themes. <laughs> if it isn't about this message. The concept is great. I would love a hitchhiking game that has random character events that tell a full story of a character, and we get to know them as we play as different people. Right. Bring that. Bring that to the table. Someone re- take this concept and run with it. Just game about hitchhiking. Yeah, it's just... It's, it's rough. Um, I do want to ask you, Yeah. how many times have you escaped uh, to the border? And what did you do to escape each time? I believe I escaped a total of four times. Okay. Uh, the first time I escaped was through the tunnel. Okay, with the hacking device? Yes, I hacked yep. uh, hacked through the tunnel, ran away from the guards in time. Yeah. The second time I escaped was in the back of a truck. Oh, um, I did I had, that too. I had enough stamina to hold my breath for the for the anti breath detector. Or oh, whatever. that was scary. That was very stressful. Good moment of stress in that game. The 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 dog part too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't have a treat for the dog, but thankfully I didn't get found. Um, I climbed the mountain. You climbed the mountain. Okay. I climbed the How's mountain. How's climbing the mountain? That was gorgeous. Some of the best sights in that game are seen climbing the mountain. Just... Landscapes are done well in this game. I yeah. do like the way oh. landscapes are uh, designed. It was it was really good. And then um, the final time I escaped, I believe. Oh no no no! I got shot that time. Never mind, I only escaped three times. When Zoe okay. and I were trying to escape, I oh, uh, yep. I chose to get Save shot Zoe. and let her. Yeah. Yep. It makes the most sense. It does. It does. I have a question for you. Yeah. How long did you dance with Dancing Carl? Uh. Oh, no. Never danced with Dancing Carl? You didn't find Dancing Carl at the campground with Zoe? I guess I did. No. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. I danced with Carl for a little bit. Oh, I spent a good five minutes, real life, just standing by my computer desk dancing. I felt like the game wouldn't reward me for that, and I believe I'm correct. Is that right? Yeah, no, no reward. You just have fun dancing with Carl. Okay. Um, My first two escapes were exactly your first two. Okay. Hack tunnel and then going through the car. Mm -hmm. I, I only escaped three times. I escaped another time by doing the work program. The work program. Yeah, so you can pretend to be someone that is supposed to go through this work program, and okay. you, have, if you have, if you have government documents, you can apply, and you have to be, you have to go through a test. Damn. Yep. You That's get intense. Asked Ten questions. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And you have to provide the right answers because if you fail, you actually go to jail. Damn. <laughs> and the adults in the room are nervous too. And apparently, a condition of the test is you must be married and have one child. Holy shit. Because you get to go out for five years to work, and all you have to send your money back, and oh. then you get to come back. And then you come back. What a but, tyrannical nation. 
Oh, so tyrannical. Why is it set up this way? Why is this work program like this? How can they enforce it? I have no fucking clue. It just is. It just is. Uh, My favorite part was (laughs) the police officer interviewing me said at the very end, now this is a free country. So as part of being in a free democratic country, you get to ask some questions. I said, nope, no questions. (laughs) And he just says, correct answer. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And yep, I got to walk across. Cool, cool. Um, In my notes, I just have written lie to the cops. (laughs) Lie to the cops. Always lie to the cops. Always lie to the cops. I think that was just something I learned in this game. Unless you're in real life, you just shut the fuck up. You don't say anything to the cops. That's real life advice, yes. That's real life advice. Don't lie to the cops. Um, One thing I noticed at the beginning of each run um, when when the Sonya show runs for GNN, um, part of a reoccurring thing is polls. Sonya will give you the current polls. Who's in the lead? Yep. Did you notice? Did that you the notice, number always Faden? equals over a hundred percent. The number always adds up to a hundred and eight percent. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> but also, the number will reflect accurately if you've been telling people to go vote, and so really? it'll actually start getting close. I believe. Interesting. Which makes no sense. That makes no sense. They wouldn't show you that poll. Right. They wouldn't show you that poll because A, it's the government's uh, uh, network. And yeah. B, I thought it was supposed to be a landslide, not a close. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> I. It, this game, it really wants you to go vote. Yeah, it does. Get out. It, go Pokemon Go to the polls. <laughs> <laughs> One uh, more story I want to tell. Uh, after I won the ball and cup fortune, which mm-hmm. equates to like $150. It's a lot. A lot. I called a happy taxi that wasn't Jared. Only a few times did I get a happy taxi that wasn't Jared. Yeah. And this guy was, um, this was not the Cubano music guy. One time I got a guy that was just listening to this awesome, like, bossa nova, freaking Afro-Cuban, <laughs> crazy jazz. It was so good. But my teenager was a dumb fuck Philistine and hated it. Uh, <laughs> those are my only text options can you turn it down or i hate this music shut it off what yeah it was stupid french Ugh. people french people anyway um i've won the money from the ball and cup game and i'm in the taxi and the taxi driver's like i got scratchies you can buy if you want <laughs> and they were the tyrax scratchies and the tyrax scratchies specifically say you're guaranteed to win every time which is true uh <laughs> the tyrax scratchy is a one, two, or three match. If you ma- if you only get one Tyrex symbol, you earn $1. If you get two Tyrex symbols, you get $3. Do you want to know what the fortune is for getting three Tyrex symbols? $3? $30. Oh, wow. I was surprised that it was that much. However, I spent so much money by the time I actually got the $30 <laughs> fortune... I had $86 left of my 150-ish fortune. Oof. Net loss. (laughs) Yeah. But good job getting the winning ticket. I got the winning ticket. I had to know. I I figured it was important information for the podcast. I'm I'm glad. Thank you for your service. Of course. I I loved putting money under the rock. Um, Not the first rock where you can use it if um, when you come back as a different team, but the second rock in the cave. 
Because if you do that, you can come back and you'll find a note. Oh, that thanks you. That uh, is very thankful for the money under this rock that they heard legends about it. Yes. I, I would always do that too. You can just create this travel legend. That, again, that's when the game shines. That's when the game is great is with stuff like that. But every other time I'm having a bad time and I'm miserable because this game is looking at me in the face and telling me it's going to be okay. Just vote Joe Biden. <laughs> Vote blue, no matter who. It is... Yeah. (laughs) That's Road 96. There it is. I think that's it. I I hit everything I wanted to hit. I think uh, you should play the Dance and Carl music, and then we should uh, get into some some fun end-of-year activities. Oh, and questions. Questions. We got some questions, and we got a lot of good questions. Do you have Do you have it open? Um, I'm pulling it up right now. I'll take the first one. The first question. The first question comes from us, from the traveler. Um, basically, thoughts on uh, CD Projekt Red giving themselves the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Game of the Year edition, and I think this is more about a concept of like what. Do we feel about anything calling themselves Game of the Year Edition? And they wanted more thoughts, especially because the DLC is coming out with it. <laughs> um, the only thing I can think of when I hear the words Game of the Year Edition. Uh-huh. Do you remember the song, Somebody That I Used to Know? Yeah. Uh, the artist spells their name G-O-T-Y-E. Oh, Game of the Year edition. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that song was popular when I was in high school, and I made that joke all of the time. Great. <laughs> Somebody that I used to know by Game of the Year edition? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Gautier. No, no, no. It's an acronym, I assure you. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, also, whatever. <laughs> game companies are going to do whatever they want, regardless of how we feel. I think it's shitty, though. Why do you think it's shitty? 
because they didn't win game of the year at the game awards sponsored by Kevin Smith. Kevin, Kevin Jennings. Ken Jeff. Je- Ken Jeff Jenkins. Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy. Keeley. Jeff yeah, Keeley. Jeff. Game of the year. <laughs> the, the, the Spike Game Awards hosted by Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> now you might be a gamer if you got Dorito dust on your fingers. Q audience uproarious of laughter. Now, you might be a gamer if you said, Mom, I can't pause, I'm online. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon slapping his desk, people laughing. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon slapping his face repeatedly until he goes deranged from all the slaps. <laughs> You might be a gamer if you pissed yourself instead of going to the bathroom because you're in a boss fight. Because Dark Souls. <laughs> I, I I do think the idea of calling any product Game of the Year edition is just really funny. It Especially when good. the game came out not that year. Oh, that's great. Borderlands 1 did a posthumous Game of the Year edition, I think. <laughs> I say posthumous, like post-release, you know, post-release. Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't realize we killed Borderlands. Borderlands is dead. It's now Border- Wonderland. Borderlands is dead and we killed him. <laughs> no, no. A- anyway. We're already in hell. Uh, the next question <laughs> uh, came from a friend that I was playing video games with one night. They did not want their name included. Uh, so this comes from an anonymous gamer friend. What is the funniest glitch you have seen in a video game? So, I've been thinking about this. And all I can remember is the time I played Red Dead Redemption. And I watched a whole bunch of deer commit suicide by just running straight off a cliff. Oh. <laughs> just I don't an think entire, that's the deer behavior. That's an entire herd just running off the cliff. And they're just like falling on the ground right next to me. Rain and deer. Rain and deer. <laughs> Uh, a lot of these uh, glitches, a, a lot of the glitches that came to mind are straight out of Bethesda games, which I'm sure everyone's experienced. There's a lot of good ones from Fallout New Vegas, but I think the funniest one that in recent memory and just even just thinking about it, very, very funny situation. Cyberpunk 2077. I was playing on release. Very minor glitch. Just Total minor thing. I was Especially in... compared to everything else that's happening in that game. R- right, right. All of the other major glitches I was, you know, I was getting the bad texture pop-ins or whatever. I was getting the see-through trees. I was getting all the bad ones too. But I was just chilling out in the nightclub. I forget what it's called. Afterlife Club or whatever. Doesn't I matter. Was, I was watching this dude enjoy his hamburger. And he would he would raise his hand with the hamburger in hand. Up to his mouth, and the hamburger would fall out of his hand through the floor. He would take a bite, enjoy it, look really satisfied. The hamburger would come back up through the floor into his hand, and he would put his hand back down. God damn it. And he would do this on cycle. It was just perfect. (laughs) Every time he lifted his hand, the hamburger would fall out through the floor. Every time he set it back down, the hamburger was zoop, zoop. <laughs> magic it hamburger. Was so funny. The magic floating hamburger. Um, the next question comes from Imundi. 
What are your thoughts on forced nonviolence in Road 96 when attempting political change? Would the game have been approved if it took a different approach? I think we kind of answered this one. Uh, I think, yeah. I think all of our podcasts just answered that. The forced nonviolence <laughs> was boring. Uh, let us blow up the state. What would be the different approach that you think would be better? Uh, either go all in on the political, you know, narrative of, well, I guess, yeah. Go go all in on the political narrative or just forget it entirely. Yeah, I think just forget it entirely is my choice. But that is it for questions. Now we have, um, we asked for Game of the Year award categories. Yeah, we're doing our own Jeff Knightworthy uh, Game of the Year show. Yeah, this is officially branded on that radio uh, award categories. And you can put this on the sticker of any of your game cases. Yeah, yeah. Now, what? Uh, one question I did have, are these games that came out this year that we are awarding these two? Nope, games that we played this games year. Games that we played this year. Games that we played this year. All right, all right. Because who cares about when it came out? <laughs> That's right. Who cares? Not us. Not at all. So all top right. bingeable game of 2022. This is our first category. Brrrah, the top bingeable game. What do you give it to, Faden? I'm giving it to Vampire Survivor. Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Bam, vampire succor, you are typing. <laughs> In, <laughs> we got a live Google Doc that we're editing simultaneously, is the fun way to say that word. Survive the Ivy, 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 or. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I think the game that I binged the most this year, uh, I would have to award that game to um, Valheim. Top bingeable 2022. I play Valheim for 19 to 20 hours at a time. <laughs> My just, God. Just in big bingey binge spurts. <laughs> the next category is best animal, no Pokemon. We also got a similar question from Keeking Queen that wanted us to uh, talk about the cutest animal companion of the year. And yeah. so I think we, th- 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 this will pair... Uh, great on this one so best animal so. best animal i give it to and i'm gonna give it to this animal every year no matter what best animal in games is epona the horse companion from the legend of zelda okay epona's good uh... legend of zelda ocarina of time mankind's greatest creation yeah of course i might do a swerve I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the fox from Tunic. Ooh, I really Ooh. like that little, fox. little fox or big fox. The, the the little guy that you play as little guy, the little guy, just a little, little guy. guy. Shoulders yeah. are narrow, feet slope inwards. Just a little <laughs> <God> guy. <damn> it. <laughs> next category, Dale. Do you want to take it away? The next category, suggested by one of my IRL coworkers. Um, uh, As opposed to your name. fake online co-workers. You know, when I'm playing online internet games that are work, sometimes. Uh, I think their <laughs> screen name is Fantas. I don't remember how to spell that, though. Uh, not that it's important. Anyway, they said, <laughs> the Sean Murray Award of the Best Improved Game. Best specifically, Improved Game. Specifically calling out Sean Murray, head of Hello Games, who has done the most wonderful thing, which is improved no man's sky upon uh well his team has yeah their team yeah their team has sean murray is just the 
you know, the figurehead of the company, I guess. The publicist or whatever. The face. He's the face. It's all the developers behind him that do the work. You know that. You know I meant that. I, I know. I, I just want to. I just want to make it clear. It's good to remind. Yeah. Us yeah. and others. What do you give um, this one to? Hmm. Do you have one? Most improved of the year. Uh, I think I'm gonna give it to. <laughs> uh. No, maybe I don't have one. I know this is hard. This is a tricky one. There, there. I have been thinking about it in the back of my mind, and I do kind of want to just give it to No Man's Sky because a lot what? of updates came out this year for No Man's Sky that made I mean, you can on the game. Give Sean Murray's team the award. Sean Murray's team, the Sean Murray Award. I'm gonna do it. No Man's Sky, because think about what came out this year. The pirate uh-huh. update came out this year. Uh-huh. We got the Leviathan ship update that came out this year. Yeah. Um, there were some really good expeditions that were to be done this year. Uh, and okay. then the final one that came out, the 4.0, they 4.0'd. I forgot what came with 4.0, but... It was like a uh, complete overhaul of systems. Yeah, that's what it was. You can, you can like, add custom game modes and all of that fun stuff, and inventories are tweaked. And, yeah. I gave it to No Man's Sky. Man, uh, 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 um, I want to say something, but I don't. Uh, know that's what my to favorite say. game. Something. <laughs> I I don't know if I have one. I don't know no. if I have one. No, I don't know if abstain. I have a game that I think has improved. I, a lot of games I think got worse. Oh. <laughs> Well, that kind of fits into our next category. Let's say Elden Ring. Elden it came Ring. out. It came out, and it didn't have NPCs marked on the map, and a lot of other things. And they improved that as time went on. Yeah, and you know they they recently added that Coliseum multiplayer mode, which is pretty yeah. sucky, but it you know it's there. <laughs> it exists. It's free. It's it's a free update. Yeah. Best bad game. Oh boy. What is the best bad game? My answer? Oh my god. Is that your answer? (laughs) No. I quit this podcast. (laughs) No, 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 I don't. Um, But my answer is Shinja Mastori, a centennial case. This is... If you heard our episode on that, you would know why I say that. Um, I will briefly summarize my opinion on the game. It was very interesting, super cool idea that I did not like the execution of in my own opinion. And so I think overall it was just a bad experience for me personally. Just, just the most wrong opinion someone can have. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I have a soft spot for it in my heart. I, I go to it every so often. I, I, I play it again. It's kind of really bad, but it reminds me of... Fun hack and slash couch co-op games, and that's Marvel's Avengers. Oh, Marvel's Avengers! Not a good it's game. bad, but I have a lot of fun playing it. Okay, so best non triple A game. That's that's what's next. Ooh, I'm gonna give it to Immortality. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was okay, okay. a very great experience. Probably my favorite game I played this year too. Uh I'm gonna 
I mean, I'm going to say Norco. Norco's so good. It is, uh, I believe I talked about it in one episode this year. It's, I think, the Elden Ring one. It might be the Elden Ring one. That's it about might... when it came out. That's and you played that game out. in one sitting. I played that game in practically one sitting. Yeah, it's so good. Um, you want to get the next one? Next one, the best game that will crash and or overheat your computer when you play it. For me, I, rec- I gotta... Oh, you go ahead. Sorry. I recently found this one out. It's Dwarf Fortress? Dwarf Fortress kind of kicks my computer's ass. Not Damn. in a hard way, but my computer gets pumping when it has yeah. to, like, calculate shit. Yeah, that, that game gets pretty big pretty quick, and a lot of processing power is needed. I'm going to give it to Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, the Borderlands 4-ish game that just came out. Uh, I'm a Borderlands fan, and this game is an uh, expansion upon the Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep DLC for Borderlands 2. It's really great, hilarious, very D&D inspired. There's some just outright hysterical dialogue moments, Uh, unfortunately, it makes my six-year-old computer really feel like it's a ten-year-old computer, uh, now, and has crashed now, frequently because I don't have enough VRAM. Apparently, now question though: yeah. Are you only just playing the game? Okay. Is no. <laughs> that the only thing running on your computer? No, I'm playing the game and doing the Discord and maybe streaming a little bit, and and also. Uh, okay yeah (laughs) but that's fair i mean you usually do that with a lot of games and this is the one that's finally said no i will not allow you to do this to me yeah so that's that's what i get (laughs) best gaming textures Ooh, is that one oh i'm gonna give it to valheim for sure (laughs) why valheim I love the way Valheim looks. Valheim does modern lighting across uh, 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 pixel textures and like polygonal uh, 3D objects. It's just such an interesting. It's kind of like um, um, it's like uh, it's like uh, what's the say? What's the what do they call the Octopath Traveler style? They they, they uh, came HD up with a word for that. Pixel. Yeah. HD pixel. It's it's that it's adjacent to that. It's like mm-hmm. if if RuneScape got uh, <laughs> better graphics imagining. Yeah, if RuneScape got ray tracing, that's Valheim. <laughs> I just think that game looks so beautiful, and I love playing it. Um, I'm going a different route. Uh, I'm specifically thinking of a texture I've seen in a game that I really like, and I'm going with the Lombax fur from Ratchet and Clank: uh, Rift Apart. Oh, all right. They really nail the Lombax fur of the two main characters. It looks really good. Yeah. Our next category is a pretty good one. Most able to run up mountains like in Skyrim. It's a very specific one. And there's only one answer to this for me that I played this year. Oblivion. (laughs) I got to give it to, yet again, Valheim. Because in Valheim, when you sprint up a mountain, you can pretty much sprint up almost vertical surfaces. That is, okay, you're right, that is true. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just straight up has a Skyrim-like mountain climbing. You're just, like, loving Valheim. You knew that, though. 
I do know that. that this is just always true about you. <laughs> I love Valheim. Best soundtrack. Ooh, gonna give it to yet again? No. I mean, I, I like, want to give no. it to Valheim, but what? I think I heard... I want to, but I heard other good soundtracks this year. I mean, even Road 96 has a better soundtrack than Valheim. You take that back. <laughs> Tunic. Yeah, Tunic does have a better soundtrack than Valheim. Immortality. Uh, no. No, Immortality has a soundtrack that's like Oblivion. <laughs> no, it does not. I That is... It absolutely does. It does not at all. That's the wild. The triumphant horns of Cyrodiil. (laughs) That makes zero sense. There's literally nothing that sounds like that. I don't get this. I never have. Oh, yeah. It sounds just like it. No. No. I feel like like if I let this air, this specifically you saying this, I feel like I'm letting lies air. (laughs) I'm gonna. I want people to know that you're lying, but I'm like, God. I'm a lying liar. <laughs> so, best soundtrack? Mm, Metal Hellsinger. Okay. Yeah, that that, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That's, Metal, Metal Hellsinger had a kicking soundtrack. Um, gosh. Best soundtrack. You know, Neo, the world ends with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why I was even thinking about this. This is you, yeah, number one, play that one with a bullet. Neo, the world ends with you. That brings us to the overall final. Oh, God. And for this one, we're going to say non-game club game. That's game of the year. Oh! Yes. Because well, we... <sighs> well, because we're going to have to figure that one out together. Okay, fine. For our, our, a super secret extra segment. Okay, okay. Non-game well, then, club game. Oh, I can't say Ocarina of Time. <laughs> you fought, You knew I was going to say that. I did not. I didn't even think about that. I was like, why Why is Dale so offended? I literally thought that. I was like, oh, what's going on here? I thought that would be obvious because Dale can see the next thing Well, on fine. the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, Norco for me. Hmm. Just that's it's just that everyone should play Norco. Everyone should play Norco. I think I'm going to do Immortality then. Non game club game, buddy. Oh, then Valheim. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it can be. That's fine. Uh no. <laughs> if it's just Valheim for you, it can just be Valheim. It probably is. Valheim's really great. <laughs> it's either Valheim or No Man's Sky. Valheim or Valheim in space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's our game of the years. Yours is Valheim. Yeah. Yeah. And mine is Norco. All right. All right. So we got we got one last thing. Yeah. This is a fun little thing we thought up. Uh, we have a tournament bracket. Yeah, has all the game club games. Yeah, and we're gonna input them into Smash Bros. and make the NPCs fight. Nope. Oh nope. wait, no, we scrapped that idea. That idea real bad. <laughs> <laughs> At least for a podcast, that idea is good for a stream, but bad for a podcast. Bad for a podcast. So our first bracket is uh, Elden Ring versus Nobody Saves the World. Oh my gosh, I think it's a no-brainer. With a 1-2 KO combo, Elden Ring knocks oh. down the competition. See, I would actually like to make the argument that Nobody Saves the World is better than Elden Ring. 
Really? No. <laughs> Easy one. Easy one. Easy one. Okay, the next one. Outward and Bioshock. Ooh, since it's just us, this might be another easy it's one. Also an easy one. Outward, Outward. Out of question. Bye, Bioshock. Get out of here. Okay, so this one will actually have some contention, I think. Yeah. Road 96 versus the Centennial case. Ooh. I'm going to give it to the Centennial case. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Because the truth is, I wanted to like that game. Okay, okay. Centennial case proceeds to the next round. Now, the Forgotten City... Which I cannot believe we played that. We played <laughs> so that, that was this so year. long wow, ago. That was this year. That was January. Versus Immortality. Ooh. These ones are pretty easy. I think Immortality is way better than The Forgotten City. Yeah. They both bring up interesting conversations, but ultimately Immortality is far more interesting. Okay. Now into the second string. We have Metal Gear Solid versus Elden Ring. Hmm. <laughs> I, I would say Metal Gear Solid. I mean, it's one of my favorite games, sure. But Metal Gear Solid isn't a kajillion hours like Elden Ring is. Yes. I think I'm finally glad I got to experience Metal Gear Solid. And I'm still experiencing Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not even just like in terms of finishing too. I just, I, I just, I really just like Metal Gear Solid. I have a, a lot more, not fun. Well, I do have more fun with it. It is a more fun experience. But Elden Ring's really good though. Your horse can double jump. You can't double, can jump double jump in Metal Gear Solid. No. You can't jump in Metal Gear Solid. Not this one. It needs one. a jump button. It needs a jump button. But I, I would say Metal Gear Solid. Agreed. All right. Now we got... Outward versus The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. It's no contest. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Now, you can't go on a backpacking road trip with your best friend in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. That is true. You, in fact, have to go on a trip with the most annoying fucking person. And that's Navi. And I get it's it's cliche. It's cliche to say Navi sucks because haha voice and stuff. But it is really grating. But you do also get to save Hyrule as the hero of time and look good while doing it. That is true. A lot of stylish clothing in that game. Kind but there's of, also yeah. a lot of stylish yeah. clothing in Outward. <laughs> do I want the green tunic? The red tunic? Or the, or the blue, blue. <laughs> So many options. <laughs> you get different boots, too. <laughs> uh, I stand uh, by. I stand by Ocarina. I, I'll give you this one. I'll give you this Ocarina one. This is I'm Ocarina time will get it out for me. Um, just because it. Basically, all video games are it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so the next one is the Centennial Case versus Telling Lies, a game which you did not play. I didn't play, no. Do I have to abstain? I think maybe for this one. Okay. But let me make the case for Telling Lies, why I think it should proceed. Well, mm, they're both similar. 
but vastly different. I think I would say the Centennial case. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I really like the mystery of the Centennial case. I like the production. Mm-hmm. Telling lies is kind of awkward in a lot of spots where it's very, it feels like momentum stalls in a way that I don't think the Centennial case does. I think it just keeps going and it's great. Josue would be happy. Mm-hmm. All right. So Centennial case. I cannot believe it's getting this far. I thought for sure it'd be eliminated right away. Really? All right. <laughs> now it's Immortality versus Tunic. Oh, rough. Oh, I loved Tunic. I love Tunic so much. But I really love Immortality. Immortality is interesting in, in ways that other games are not. Just I got to give it to the unique Wholesale. Yeah. Okay, so Immortality. All right, we're in the semifinals. Oh, boy. And it's a doozy. Oh, my God, it's a doozy. Okay, Metal Gear Solid versus Ocarina of Time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the one, right? This is the this one. Is, this is... Where we have to fight each other. All right, here's a gun. I'm going to shoot you after nine paces. Ready? <laughs> so why do you think Ocarina of Time should go to the finals? Because it's my favorite game from childhood. Why do you think Metal Gear Solid <laughs> should go to the finals? Uh, because it's my favorite game from childhood. <laughs> Fuck, I see we are at an impasse. <laughs> okay, we should probably think of other reasons, though. <laughs> um... I have to say and admit that Metal Gear Solid's story is much more interesting than Ocarina of Time's. It really is, and we do love a story. We do love a story on this podcast. And Ocarina of Time isn't shot the way that Metal Gear Solid is shot. Like <laughs> It's such a cinematic experience for Metal Gear Solid. Yep, yep, yep. But yep. it's also a very amateur film style that I find endearing. Yeah, yeah. But Ocarina of Time is the progenitor. It just is. It's it the, just It's the first one. It is really the progenitor, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck. I almost... Mm, I almost feel like we should flip a coin. I'd do that. I'd flip a coin. I've got one right here. It's a Legend okay. of Zelda coin. Uh, what's What are the sides? What are the faces? Okay. One of them is the Sheikah Eye, and one of yeah, them is the Z-Zelda. Okay, Z Zelda is for Zelda. The Sheikah Eye is for Metal Gear Solid because of the Solid Eye from Metal Gear Solid 4. Perfect. Here we go. I'm going to flip it, and then I'm going to slam it down on my phone real hard so my phone's Don't do that. (laughs) Here we go. Flip and slam. Oh, my God. It's the Z for Zelda. Okay, Ocarina of Time proceeds to the semifinals. All right, all right. The fates have decided. But it's not the winner just yet. No, no, it's not. The Centennial Case versus Immortality. Ooh! I mean, I it's Immortality. It is Immortality. It's the better <laughs> it's mystery. Just, which, that leaves the final. Ocarina of Time versus Immortality. Holy shit, The old shit, versus baby. the new. <laughs> <laughs> old school versus new guard. Who's Almost got as it? old school as we can get, and the, one of the newest games we can get. Oh my gosh. This is I'm, not an end I would have foretold. No, I didn't think it would be the... I, I, okay, I did have a feeling Ocarina of Time would worm its way to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> that I did have a feeling of. Worm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it to Immortality. Oh, I just... I hope Immortality can be for, like, storytelling and games what Ocarina of Time was for mechanics. I like that reason. 
I do. Ocarina has already had its time in the spotlight. We're not going to oh, really? be yet another podcast. Oh. that. <laughs> People talk about Ocarina of Time still? I would not have ever guessed. I am voting for Immortality. Is that it? Is the official Onnet Radio Game of the Year 2022 Immortality? It is, and so it is written. All right, Sam Barlow, you can come and collect your trophy at some point. Yep, we'd love to have you. <laughs> I mean, yes, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> not for this. this is like, we're not an interview show. We're a, Sam Barlow, do you want to play a, a random game from our childhood? Yeah, join next us month? Next, next month for next Kirby's year. Nightmare and Dreamland. Should we tell everyone what we're doing next year? I think I think if you want to. Oh, we're doing what we have dubbed the year of Touchstone Games. It's going to be very interesting. We've picked six games each mm-hmm. that are uh, important to us in ways. Yep, important to us and our foundation of how we enjoy games. Yeah. And the first one is yours. The first one is one for me, Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland on the Game Boy Advance. I'm really excited to play this one. Oh, me too. I, this, I love This Kirby. game has some of the best music. Oh, Kirby could have... Hmm, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Now there's a game. That's a good game that came out this year. Oh, is it? Oh, really good. I should I should play that one. Yeah. Like, yeah. I missed it. I don't know why I missed it. I should it's a great it. co-op game. Oh, oh, I love it. Gotta yeah, try. sorry to throw in more Kirby talk, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited to play Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland, a remake of the original game. It is, it is. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, that brings us to the close, I believe. I think so. Our final closer for the year. Yeah, please uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you can. It's really good. It helps us out. We would really appreciate nice. it. We just appreciate it. I think we're a five-star podcast. I mean, obviously, you can think otherwise, but I'd prefer if you didn't. Yeah, come on. Five stars. Also, we'll just get better, too. We just keep getting better. Like a fine thing, we get better with time. Mm-hmm. Like wine and men. Yes. Uh, fuck, is that really it? I think so. Got a, got any uh, writings you want to promote? Oh, I have nothing. I, I've been too depressed. So we'll see you all next month. Yes, indeed. End of the beginning of the new year. Oh, fuck. 2023. Here we go. Strap in. It's going to be Touchstone a Touchstone games. Woo-woo. Thanks again. Good night. Good morrow. Good next time. 